You're listening to What's the Lesson, a podcast that inspires girls and those that love them to grow in their knowledge, skills, and abilities while working towards becoming the most confident version of themselves. We're your hosts, Jill and Mary, once corporate leaders and entrepreneurs turned confidence coaches who are obsessed with raising the next generation of female leaders. We're the founders of Girls Mentorship, a personal growth and development company for teen and tween girls. We're here to give them the tools to be resilient, problem solvers, and to simply be good people. Everything we wish we had access to at their age. We'll be sitting down with versatile guests to talk about things like how to manage expectations, bounce back from failure, even strategies to break up with a toxic relationship. We want this community to lift one another up. So starting right now, you get to practice reaching your hand back and bringing other girls along for the ride. Let's go. Welcome back to the podcast, everyone. What's the lesson with Jill and Mary? How you doing, Mary? (laughs) I'm good. How are you? We're doing great. I'm doing great. I guess I can't speak for you. I'm doing great and really excited to talk about a concept that you and I both have been in the workaround for the last 10 years. Me, 10 years. You probably with the last five, six, would you say? Um, I would definitely say probably, yeah, the last five, six. Yeah. Has this concept really come to the forefront for me? Yeah. It's a conversation that we talk about a lot with our girls because once you and I got to be in the practice of taking personal responsibility in our lives, we saw freedom from it. We saw the needle move. We saw areas of opportunity sprout up. Um, this entire concept is something that changed my life, realistically, Yeah. when I could fully understand it. Because I remember the first time I actually heard it. And I don't mean just heard it. Like we hear a lot of things. We get targeted with ads. We probably hear thousands of things a day. We read those wonderful quotes on Instagram. Right. You know, (laughs) but the first time like it sunk deep into my brain, I will never forget it. And it was on a podcast and I had listened to this guy's podcast for a while. He was somebody who came into my world through personal growth and development work, which for me was in 2016. And that's that's kind of how we connected Mm -hmm. um, in a roundabout way. But for me in 2016, when I went to my first personal growth and development seminar, that was it. Hook, line, sinker. I knew no other life. I wanted more. I wanted more. (laughs) I wanted more. Well, and was it because you, were you seeking more? Were you at a point in your life (laughs) that you were like, what, what, I was actually resentful to have been asked to go to this personal growth and development seminar because I feel like so many of us are like this where it's like, I don't need personal growth and development. It's like the self-help section at a Barnes and Noble. You're like, (laughs) I don't need self-help. I'm fine. And I walked in with such a wall Mm -hmm. like these people. Look at all these people in here. Who need help. (laughs) 
And it's so funny because we don't know what we don't know. So looking back on the girl who walked in day one versus the girl who Mm. walked out day three, two totally different girls. Interesting. Because when you can let the walls down and you can start to see that you don't know what you don't know and you want to start to know those things you don't know, that's when when the doors start to open, the the doors of possibility. Well, and it's a lot of... It's probably a lot of answers that you got. Let me say it this way. You probably have had a lot of questions about who you've been or who you've turned who you've turned into. And doing the that type of work in a setting like an intensive three-day personal growth and development seminar is peeling back the layers where it's like, oh, I'm hard, my exterior is hard, but if I actually peel it back, it's because of this. And so you're finally getting answers to the questions around, I I am this way because of this. And I've never been able to sit and actually look at myself this way before. Well, nor did I ever know that that was a possibility. So I didn't actually have questions about myself before then. I, I wasn't walking around going, why am I this way? I was just going through the motions of life like I feel like so many of us are. Yeah. So that was an opportunity for me to embark on the quest of asking questions and peeling back those yeah. layers. But I walked into there having no idea what that was about. So I walked out of there mm. then wanting to ask more questions. I You saying that, I'm like, you're right. Because thinking about myself, I same I got enrolled in my first personal growth and development seminar because of my boss at Lululemon. And I was like, yeah, sure. If you've done it, I'll do it. I have no reason to put myself in that room. But it was afterwards. That's so much. There was nothing. So much. Do you know in The Simpsons when Homer Simpson is, you know, in conversation with somebody and they like peer into his brain and it's two monkeys hitting the tambourines (laughs) together? Like I imagine that being who I was before. Not that I wasn't smart. Not that I didn't use my critical thinking skills or my ability to converse with people. I just wasn't. I was barely scratching the surface of my Mm -hmm. ability to actually connect and what my potential was. So walking away from that seminar, I was in it. Hook, line, sinker, get your girl another seminar, get your girl a podcast, get your girl a Mm -hmm. book. She was ready to learn all of the things that I had spent the previous 27 years not Mm -hmm. learning about. Yeah. It's like the blinders were removed. Oh, 100%. Rose-colored glasses were removed. Same with me. And I think why we're so excited to have this conversation today is because we wish we would have had this much younger. Oh God, it would have it would have prevented so much. It would have literally prevented so many conflicts, so many missed opportunities. And literally that's that's when I heard it. Mm-hmm. Like I said, there was a point where I heard it where it actually stuck. And it was on a podcast. I'll never forget. Chris Harder talked about taking radical responsibility for who you are. Yeah, That's your piece in where you are in life. That's your piece in where you want to go in your life. That's mm-hmm. your piece in all of the decisions that led up to where you are in life. And it can be very easy. And it is very easy. We see it all the time where people play the victim. And maybe they don't even know that they're doing it. But the easy way is to place blame on everything else, whether Mm -hmm. it's an external circumstance, whether it's placing the blame on another person. 
It doesn't even matter. Right. However, how do you flip the script on yourself and take personal responsibility, radical responsibility yeah. for exactly where you are, everything that has led up to that point and where you want to go? Because the fact of the matter is no one's coming to save you. Mm. No one's coming to do it for you. So you're placing blame on everything else yeah. around the things that have gone wrong in your life. Well, who are you giving the credit to when things go right in your life. You don't have anybody right. because you're not taking responsibility. So you can't be like, well, I accomplished that because you're not accomplishing anything. And that's, I liter literally, Jill, was so sick of myself mm. and I didn't even know it. Yeah. 2016, that first development seminar held up a mirror for me to let me know that I wanted these results that were way over here. Mm. And I wasn't getting them because I was doing the exact same thing over yeah. and over and over and over again. So of course, I wasn't producing the results well, that I wanted. And who were you blaming because you weren't there? Oh, you were you probably know, looking- Everyone. Of course. My family, my circumstances, yes. right. the job that I got fired from, the professor that failed me. Yeah, the money you weren't making mm -hmm. or should have been making. Yeah, everybody else. Yeah. So when I heard that, it changed like my life. Heard. Yeah. To your gut, mm -hmm. on the cellular level of your being, you heard it. Yeah. And now I'm like, what's my piece in this? <laughs> totally. I love I the flat that. tire. How did I? What did I miss? Did I? Did I leave my, you know, low tire pressure air? light in my car on too long? Yeah. Um, how am I in this position right now? What were the decisions that I made that led me to this point? Yeah. Like I can no longer blame anything on anybody, even if it's very obviously that somebody dropped the ball. Mm -hmm. And even like your journey through Lululemon, you built teams, right? There was a lot of people on your teams throughout your journey. Yeah. And a lot of those people were young. Maybe it was their first job for a lot of them. How easy it, would it have been or was it, should I ask, for you to blame somebody on your team for not doing something mm -hmm. when in reality, you probably didn't train them or tell them 100%. or let them be aware of the rule or whatever it was that they shouldn't have dropped the ball on. Yeah. Well, that was my first, my first understanding of personal responsibility was at Lululemon because mm. it was, it was taught to me. If you possessed this skill, this quality around personal responsibility, you, you, you become a better leader. Well, and I should say, I was going to say leader in life, but I didn't know that at the time. I just thought, oh, if you did personal responsibility in your job, you're going to be a better leader in the store. But what happened when you practiced personal responsibility at the store, it bled into other areas of your life, which I had no idea would happen. I was like, oh, so to your point, Mayor, yeah, I I started to, if if something didn't go to plan, as opposed to me blaming my team, it was like, well, what didn't I do? Mm -hmm. And I like to do like, you know, the finger guns, like pew, 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 pew. <laughs> Love me gun. some finger guns. <laughs> signature dance move here, right here. This signature <laughs> dance move. So this is a really good visual. So if you put out like finger guns, because you're almost like you're blaming, like you're, you're pointing, you're, you're pointing at the person, but look at where your thumbs are. 
your thumb is pointing back to you. Mm -hmm. Someone once taught me this and it was like, before you point your finger at someone else, you have to point your thumb back at you first. Mm. And for me, that happens in everything that I do now. Yeah. When I parent, when I'm mad at my spouse, when you and I are in conflict, when I'm t having a conversation with my family member, it's like, okay, what, what, what's my piece in it? Like you said, I love that you said peace because it is. It's like, what's my part in this? What's my piece in this? And then, okay, do I, do I not say anything and move on and let it go? Or is this like a way for me then to have a conversation with that person. A difficult conversation. A hard conversation so that we can see eye to eye. I can own my part in it. I can hear the other person out. We come to an agreement and we move on. Right. So now we're really standing on two difficult skills to master, taking radical responsibility and having difficult conversations. Yeah. Because the other thing that people don't love to do is resolve conflict by way of difficult conversation. So yeah. by taking personal responsibility, you then tackle another difficult thing that is awesome to practice. Totally. And what I what I love and what I'm seeing right now and just you and I talking about this is that we teach our girls this but parents equally need to practice this as well. And this is why we're talking about it. We're bringing it full circle. So right. a little story time, but why we're bringing this up is based on the conversations we have with parents around their daughters and the results they're not getting at home whether the result is specifically for their daughter or in relationship with their daughter. And we see it so much, so clearly, as a lack of personal responsibility. Mm -hmm. So when we have conversations with our girls, they're frustrated about something that they're not getting, whether it's in sports or at home. So what Mary and I get to do is really unpack the frustration. And then we get to teach, okay, well, what's your part in this? What do, what do you need to do in order to, to feel better? Okay, do we need to um, just say that we're mad at our coach because he benched us for not playing our best? Okay, well, can we learn from that so that your next practice, you can show up and, and be better and maybe not even be better, but can you ask him to have a conversation with you next time so you understand what is expected of you on the field? Right. Then when that happens, it, it, it gives the girl empowerment. Like we empower her to own her, her, her actions. Well, and honestly, if I put myself back in my 16-year-old shoes, my softball cleats, let's say, yeah. and I was benched, I would never think to have a conversation with my coach. Oh, absolutely not. And that people listening might think, well, why not? I wasn't necessarily taught that. Right. This Like is the, go this to is, the root of the problem. Absolutely. This no, is, sit down, shut up and take it. 100%. And here's the thing, right? What you and I did as adults Waiting for people to guide us to the next step. That's what teenagers are doing. Right. They're waiting for their coach to see their talent or to breach the conversation before they initiate it. Right. Or whatever it is. And it's like, 
we're shortening that gap. Right. Because once you get into quote unquote adulthood, they say in your job, like go above and beyond, make yourself be known, ask questions, be in the room. And it's like if we didn't practice those skills as high schoolers, we can't just How snap in the our heck fingers. How are we going to do it as adults? Right. There's no, there's no snapping our fingers and just jumping right into that. Yeah. Those skills are skills that need to be practiced. So when we suggest to our girls that they have a conversation with their coach about the reasons why they've been benched or to talk to their teacher openly about needing help because they're behind, things that they could do in order to make those points up or whatever the situation is, there's a befuddled look on their face. Mm -hmm. And this is where we really want to hone in on parents. It's like parents come to us with these frustrations about their girls around either a lack of confidence, they can't speak up, they're not making friends. And our question back to them oftentimes is, okay, what are you doing about it? Mm -hmm. What's your piece in helping your daughter flip that script? And that's personal responsibility. Because we could sit here on our soapbox all day long and say, this isn't going right, she's not doing this right, she isn't isn't fulfilling her chores at home. Yes, and of course, there's like punishments that you can dole out and there's there's things that you can take away. Mm-hmm. But what's the root of the problem? Because mm-hmm. all of that is just a band-aid, I guess, if you will, or a temporary solution yeah. to a long-term problem. Yeah. We heard last week um, an analogy of um, someone saying, if you break your foot, you, (laughs) a lot of times we're like, we're trying to figure out why we broke our foot. It's like, no, we broke our foot because our foot's broken and let's fix our broken foot as opposed to like spending too much time in the like, well, what happened? How did it happen? How did it happen? Nope. The foot is broken. The foot is broken. Let's move on. (laughs) Let's cast it and let's figure out how to get it back to where it was before. Yes. Can we look back once the foot is healed and say, I'm not going to do that again? Yes. But we need to shorten the gap, as you said, and not spend too much time wallowing in the questions that don't necessarily matter at that point in time. Do those questions matter in the grand scheme of things so we don't repeat the mistake? They do. Absolutely. But it's like pouring salt into a wound. Mm. It's like, why did you do this? It's taking too much time away from helping your daughter move forward, move the needle forward. Yeah. And our words have so much power. And if you can practice this at home, this can radically change how you communicate with her and how she communicates with you. So we're not looking outside of ourselves to blame others and wait for that person to then see us. Right. If we don't feel seen, if we don't feel heard, that's your gut check to take action. Right. It's not your teacher's fault that you're failing. A lot of times we blame our teachers. It's not your coach's fault that you're not getting the playtime. You're not getting the playtime. What's your responsibility in it? How then are you communicating that with your parent. How are you all working together? So then outside of practice and these games, you're getting one-on-one coaching or whatever that may be. 
or you're spending five additional minutes on your skill a day as opposed to spending five minutes on Twitter or Instagram Mm. or TikTok or whatever it is, you're taking responsibility and the parents are taking responsibility too in managing that time. Yeah. Because as much as we want them to be sufficient, they're still kids. Their brains aren't developed enough yet to really know, but they can practice. They can practice based on repetition. So if you're mirroring the skill, then they're going to mirror it back to you in a way that prepares them to take on bigger challenges in their future. But if they're not being heard, like you just said, or they feel like they're being neglected and ignored, you're just laying the foundation for that to happen for the rest of their life. Oh my gosh. And what Mary and I will shout from the rooftops from here on out is like, we don't want that to happen. We don't want the emotional distress to happen for them for an additional decade plus. Right. So the lesson here, where are you missing an opportunity to take radical responsibility in your life? And the next time a conflict, minor or major, it doesn't Mm -hmm. have to be big. It doesn't have to be big at all. Like I said, what if I ran out of gas on my way home from jails today? Who am I going to blame? Or am I going to take radical responsibility for pushing the limits and ignoring the fact that my gaslight's been on for two days? Mm -hmm. Like it doesn't have to be this big monumental thing. But the next time you have an opportunity to look at a situation through the lens of what's my piece in this, we're challenging you to do so because it's not only going to improve your life, it's going to improve the life of those around you, especially the teens and tweens you have in your life because they will actively get to see you practicing this skill and not necessarily understand why it's important, but hopefully take it on for themselves. Yeah. I was just going to add one more thing. You get to teach your daughter how to respond versus react Mm -hmm. because it's so easy to blame your kid when they do something wrong. You know, I think of like when my kids make a mess, it's like, oh my gosh, of course you spilt the milk, right? When we have to get ready to go. And it's like, well, did I take the time? What's my, what's my piece in this? Did I actually teach them how to properly pour correctly or where to pour? You know, it's like, or did I expect them to just know it because? Yeah, absolutely. So how, and as opposed to me, yelling at them and making them feel wrong, how can I say, oh, you know what? Mommy didn't teach you. I didn't teach you. Of course we spilt, but that's easy to clean up. So let's take a minute so right now. Yep. Let's, we're already late. Let's take a minute. We're going to apologize for our, our tardiness. But now is a beautiful teachable moment. Yep. Let's pause and make sure that this doesn't happen again because you getting mad and yelling and cleaning feverishly right doesn't solve it from happening again well and they're gonna that's how they're learning right that's what's gonna happen eventually when they break something at 23 they're gonna get pissed totally (laughs) ah my mom did that when i spilled the milk and that's how i learned it right yeah so our challenge to you what are your little spill the milk moments in life that you can take a moment to step back, take a deep breath, and work through in a different way in order for your kids to see that that's a possibility for them as well. So with that, you guys, thanks for tuning in. We will see you on the next episode of What's the Lesson? 
We say this every time, but wow, what a powerful episode. These conversations always leave us feeling so fired up and inspired. Thank you, thank you, thank you so much for tuning in with us. If you're looking for more, head over to girlsmentorship.com slash WTL for the show notes. And if you felt as inspired by listening to this conversation as we did having it, we would be ecstatic if you'd advocate for us in one or all of the next three ways. One, by sharing this episode with a friend or on your social media. Two, by heading over to iTunes and leaving us a rating and an honest review. And three, by following us on social media. This community is full of movers and shakers. We share ideas, we ask questions. So if you're interested, we've linked our Instagram account as well as our exclusive community on Facebook in the show notes. Until next time, you guys, remember, the more you know, the better you do. And this bomb-ass episode was sponsored by Girls Mentorship.